All right, today is Monday, October 9th, and Israel is at war after an attack of the militant Hamas group. So how does this affect stocks? I mean, if you look at this, it is a sea of red. So how does this affect our positions? Welcome to Coffee with Marcus and Mark. In this show, we are going to talk to you about what's happening in the markets and how we are trading it. So if this is your first time here, I'm Marcus Heidkotter. This is my head coach, Mark Hodge, and we're real traders who trade live accounts. So therefore, we got a lot of trading experience and we're showing you how we trade these crazy markets. So trust me, we know our stuff and we're not afraid to tell you like it is. If you're here looking for some honest insights into the fascinating world of trading, you are definitely in the right place. And yeah, Mark, I mean, we can take a look at the S&P index. Doesn't look so far that uh, this attack is sending markets in a downward spiral. No, no, it it doesn't. Markets are down, but I really believe that we would have had a completely different morning today after Friday's rally had it not been for this geopolitical concern. That's that's the technical trading term for uh, war and you know uh, catastrophes <laughs> globally. <clears throat> It's just, you know, unfortunate event uh, drawing uh, attention to the markets for sure. Yeah. So, I mean, lots of things happening there in the Middle East. I mean, over the weekend, more than 1,200 people died. Uh, first, the attack on Israel, and now Israel is uh, defending themselves. I mean, this is where the biggest news was actually, or the biggest reaction was on crude oil. Yeah. Yeah. Big jump there. And uh, you see right now, I mean, crude oil starting to see another push higher. It was as high as 87.24 barrel uh, with this news and impact. You know, Hamas and um, Israel, they're not really an issue for energy. However, the worry is if this trickles into the Middle East in general, where you do have uh, oil uh, players that that could definitely impact uh, oil prices, and but you know it was interesting, Marcus, because on Friday we had such a nice rally, such a nice recovery that the S and P and Nasdaq went positive for the week. The Dow didn't uh, make as much of a move, so it still finished lower. But such a huge move in the S and P and Nasdaq, and it looked like we might be seeing some nice buying going into the uh, the open this week. And then the world said, hold my beer. We're not done yet. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it, it's just crazy. But you see, right now, the markets are still trying to figure out, okay, what do we make of this? Yes, yeah. we opened lower. But if you think about it, this was only like half a percentage point sure. lower, right? I mean, definitely a much different reaction when the Ukraine war started and uh, Russia invaded Ukraine. Here, we were even pushing higher. It looked like we were able to close the gap. And I mean, we talked about it this morning with our mastermind members. We wouldn't be surprised if the markets at some point even turned positive again. Right now, just diddling along. I mean, still the S&P down half a percent, the Nasdaq down 0.9%, the Dow 0.34%. So, but, but it's not a very strong reaction to this war just yet. Sure. 
Sure. And I, I think the, the bigger thing is it's definitely impacting some specific names. And uh, you mentioned crude oil. So, so oil and gas uh, stocks are up big today. Um, you could look at the heat map there. So all of that green in the energy sector, you know, it could be that this is a little bit of an overreaction, but hey, for anybody in oil and gas plays, it's a, a great move this morning. Yeah. A defense too. Yeah, Look defense, uh, Lockheed Martin, uh, Lockheed uh, yeah, 5-6%. So this is where we see a little bit of green in kind of the sea of red. But we also see it's not bright, bright red, right? I mean, we, we see NVIDIA is down 2.8%, Tesla is down 2.8%. Mm -hmm. But if you look at the others of the Magnificent 7, uh, Microsoft down minus uh, 3% in line with the market, Apple down 0.6%, Google down a little bit, Meta even up a little bit. So it's still the market's trying to figure out what to do with this information. Yes, and I I think we could still make another push positive. And I think that without one extra concern for the market to deal with, we would have been up a percent today. Um, so even though it's it's down just a little bit and it seems like we're shaking things off, I really felt like going into this uh, week, we were going to see a lot of positive movement. Uh, and of course, looking at the week, we have Fed members talking and it's a week for CPI or inflation data. Yeah, and it, it was supposed to be a quiet day today. I mean, technically, it is a, a bank holiday, meaning that banks are closed. Markets, as you can see, are open. The bond market is closed today. And uh, we know that bonds and the talks about interest rates have been driving the markets recently. So with the bond market closed and traders not being able to look at what are interest rates doing, I would have expected a follow up uh, on Friday's rally. Yeah. And I mean, you mentioned it. Uh, we have on Wednesday, we have the core PPI. Uh, then on Thursday, we have CPI data. Uh, so there's the consumer price index. And also on Wednesday, we have the FOMC Fed meeting minutes. Sure. And the meeting minutes are always a little bit of a wild card because it, it could be that there's nothing significant there and it's not a big deal. But every now and then there could be some information in there that the traders just uh, grab hold of um, based on what took place at the last meeting. Yeah. And then also later this week, uh, we have earnings season kicking off. Yeah. So. It's a interesting week transitioning into earnings season. You see that there are some names on Thursday, but the unofficial kickoff is on Friday with the big banks. Yeah. I mean, Delta Airlines is always kicking it off on Thursday. So that's kind of uh, the official kickoff and the start signal. And then, yeah, I said we have JP Morgan, we have Wells Fargo. BlackRock, we have Citigroup, we have PNC reporting on Friday. So this where we'll hear more from banks, uh, what they think, how this interest rate scenario that we are in right now is affecting them. And uh, I mean, we always know with JP Morgan, that uh, their CEO, Jamie Dimon, always has something interesting to say. That's, uh, that's for sure. Yeah. <laughs> Now, I did see that uh, there was, so of course, interest rates still, you know, in a, a big uh, reason for market movement, of course, and what the Fed's going to do. Like you said, it's a bank holiday, so bond markets are closed. Um, I did see that the Dallas Federal Reserve President, Lori Logan, 
said that she expects a continued need for higher rates, though she did not call for additional hikes like she's done in the past. Well, so let us go to the probabilities of you getting a box of steaks. And uh, the next FOMC meeting is in 23 days. And we have a bet going on uh, over a box of steaks, whether the Fed will raise interest rates or not. I am in it the camp. Huh? Oh, I, I was just going to say, um, I, I wanted to continue a quote oh. from Lori Logan, uh, quote, Marcus owes Mark a box of steaks. <laughs> <laughs> well, right now, again, with the bond market uh, close today, uh, this is the information that we has, uh, have as of Friday afternoon. Right now, the probabilities for the Fed uh, keeping rates the same uh, are at 88.4%. And this is the... Uh, Box of steaks for Mark. <laughs> Happy Mark year. So, yeah, that's what's going Never on there. Know. So, um, let's take a look at our position and how all of this uh, plays out with our positions here. And uh, so, first up, CSIQ. Uh, CSIQ, if we zoom in a little bit, we see that it almost seems that CSIQ has found some support at around the 21 level. I mean, we'll see what happens there. And uh, if it does, uh, then we can consider a rescue mission there. For the rescue mission, we want a stock to be down at least 30%. And we want to see that it has found some support. So obviously, the last two or three trading days are not enough. We want to see this a little bit more. So we definitely keep an eye on this one, right? Agreed. Agreed. And even though we're down today, I like that we're just kind of settling around those levels. So uh, I can see some support around here. Yeah. We'll talk about the next position that I have in my account, Devon Energy, in just a moment. But uh, also taking a look at NEE, Next Era Energy, down again a, a little bit today. Uh, but it seems also that maybe some support here at around the 48 level that uh, we might find. And uh, we know that uh, this is where we need to hear more uh, from Fed members like Laurie saying, okay, we're kind of done with raising interest rates. That would definitely help out. Yeah, and the the move lower today, unfortunate. Of course, the overall market's down a little bit, but I agree that when we look at the last three days and how we're trading, it looks like it could be setting up for some support. Yeah. PNC, uh, just around the unchanged mark for today, uh, still down 0.04%. So also seems that uh, we have found a range here, at least that we are trading in somewhere between 118 and 128. So uh, here is probably on Friday, we will see a move in PNC when they are reporting earnings. So it is in only uh, four days from now, Friday. Uh, it is uh, before the bell that they're reporting earnings. They are, they are. And it's, uh, it there's some interesting moves uh, with PNC. Do you want to look at the earnings analysis? Or yeah, let's take a look day? at the earnings analysis there and uh, take a look at PNC. And uh, that's super interesting. So we look at the last 12 quarters and we see that the overnight price reaction is more to the downside. So what we can expect is on Friday when they report earnings that probably by the end of the day, PNC is down. But then we also see that the price move reaction probability on the seventh day, it's tipping the other way. This is where we see eight out of the last 12 quarters, they were higher. So 
For Friday, I expect first a dip and then that PNC probably moves higher over the course of the next week. And last PNC earnings, Marcus, you were on your regatta trip and this was exactly what I said. It was the same thing last earnings and it was the exact reaction that we saw has happened historically. Overnight move lower, gap down on earnings, rally and nice move seven days later. So, yep. hey, let's do it again. <laughs> All right, let's do this again. Okay, going back here to the wheel analyzer, we also have UPS. We are both in UPS. Um, not a whole lot happening there right now, down minus 9.9%. Actually, if I wouldn't be in UPS, I would be very interested in selling puts at the 150 level. Wouldn't you if you weren't in it? I agree. And this is where a lot of these positions were really just seeing some support, potentially some stabilization, some some of these these like lows of the bars just kind of hanging in there. And that, I, I think that's a positive. Um, I, of course, I have no problem owning UPS. Uh, just looking for a little upside now. No. Yeah. All right, uh, let's talk about Devon Energy. This is where in Devon Energy, I sold the 45 put and got assigned on Friday. So this morning we opened higher. We opened at around uh, what, 45, 45, 14. And uh, then at first we were kind of diddling around. So I decided to go ahead right in the open to sell calls against my existing position. And we go up over here to the calculator. <clears throat> this is where we see, okay, Devin, I did get assigned at 45. So I decided to sell calls right at the 45 level. So if I get called away, I don't make any money on the stock, but I was able to get 85 cents in premium, uh, which is a, a pretty nice chunk for a Monday morning. And now if Devin stays above 45, I get called away, I keep the premium, um, don't make any money on the stock. And um, with energy, I expect energy to be volatile this week. If it would be a different week, I might have looked into selling maybe uh, a call against a, a 46 strike price to make a little bit money on the stock. But here I decided to just take the premium and be happy. I, I think that that was a, a great play, Marcus, uh, kind of a, a freebie here because, uh, you know, all along, mm -hmm. I think the trade was a solid trade and I was considering it myself uh, with where we ended up Friday and then the big gap up today. Why not just get that guaranteed uh, premium, bring your break even down? Yeah. And I mean, <clears throat> for you, it was very similar. I mean, Goldman Sachs kind of a nail biter on Friday. Um, because in Goldman Sachs, uh, you sold, which one was it? The 312.50. The 312.50. And on Friday, we closed at 312.48. So it kind of came down to the wire because uh, the aftermarket trading is also still being considered. So options can be exercised or assigned here up to two hours uh, after, <clears throat> after the markets closed. And you were hoping for assignment. So did you get assigned? Yeah. So 90 minutes technically, but uh, at an hour before the market closed, I, we were like a buck higher. We were talking and I thought I wasn't going to get assigned. But yes, I was assigned shares. 
you were assigned. So, I mean, very similar situation for you this morning. I mean, Goldman Sachs right now trading at 309.97. So what did you do? Did you decide to sell calls or wait a little bit? You know, I thought we were going to drift higher and get back uh, to right towards where we ended up. But there was so much premium on those calls, I, I couldn't pass it up. So I got $3.30, which was 72% annualized. So, I, hey, that, that works for me right now. Uh, with the put that I sold last week and the calls I sold this week, that's uh, four seventy. dollars So uh, making money on the trade based on where we're at right now. Yeah, so this basically lowers your break even by four dollars and seventy cents, bringing it down to what three oh three seven eighty something like this, right? Somewhere good. around there. And I mean, right now we are trading at three oh nine ninety seven, probably three ten right now. So this were uh, yeah, nice trade. I mean, uh, you decided to trade Goldman Sachs over uh, Devon Energy, but I think both of these trades are working out great. Yeah, if, if you look at uh a percentage basis based on the stock price very similar and that's and this is kind of like the the picture perfect scenario for uh trading the wheel when we're just the sign of kind of sitting tight there right near our assignment price or in your case where there was a move lower during the week and a nice pop on monday which could always happen so uh loving dvn and goldman sachs yeah all right so we'll take another look at the markets to see what's happening if the S&P 500 can pull positive right now with all these news that are coming right now out of the Middle East. Uh, before we take a look at the markets here, let me ask you, is this helpful as we are walking through our trades and showing you how we trade these crazy markets? Because if it is, do us a favor and give us a like. We always appreciate the likes here. And uh, looking at the markets right now, it really seems that the markets are still trying to figure out what the heck is happening here. I mean, just zigzagging along still a possibility i believe to go positive for the day i'm with you <laughs> okay <laughs> wonderful so again if you enjoyed this and uh, you love it when we are sharing our trades and what we are doing give us a like if this is your first time here consider subscribing hit the little notification bell if you believe that others should see the video feel free to share it we appreciate it or let others know of what we are doing here and then we'll see you again tomorrow morning Happy trading, everybody.